This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. So let's welcome in our man Scott Gobranson. Scotty, what's happening, baby? God, I'm just I, the Atlanta Hawks, man. That triggered you. That's, that's I don't really like the Hawks, man. I don't know what it is. The, the, the Hawks bother me. There's a, there's a few teams, a few people, a few players, a few coaches. They just bother me, Scott. Josh McDaniels bothers me. Well, real quick before we get to to John, Scott, are you a big basketball guy? I'm not an NBA guy. I I, I love college basketball. Uh, oh, it, you're it, a gambler. Just, <laughs> see, I love college basketball. NBA. As a kid, I was. So I told you that story. I think, or I told James when I was on their show that I grew up. My early childhood was in Kansas City when the Kings were there. Mm. So. I was a Kings fan as a kid, then was in San Diego. The Clippers were there. They left, too. So every town I've lived in that's had an NBA team, they've left. No, don't come to so, yeah, uh, okay. it, it well, you just happen that way. Stay wherever you are, Scott. We don't, <laughs> don't, we don't need you Don't here come in town. city limits here, Scott. <laughs> no kidding. Um, all right, let's talk about it. Um, two wins in a row, Scott. I was very negative when you joined us last week that they won, and I don't care. Like, I thought they looked like crap. I thought they played like crap. This one feels a little bit different. This win against the Patriots feels like it has a little bit more substance to it. What did what 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 was your biggest takeaway from from the Raiders' second straight win? I think I think a lot of Raider Nation felt the way you did last week, even this week, because uh, the team again continues to struggle on offense, and of course Jimmy Garoppolo. And it's good to hear he's okay, but got hurt again. And so the, the offense had trouble again. It's just not able to run the ball still. It's not able to find, you know, that guy, some player, marginal guy named Devontae Adams. They can't find him. But the defense, so for me, the takeaway again was the defense. Now, again, they're playing the Patriots. I understand that. It's not like they're playing the 49ers or, or a team at the top, like the Lions or somebody, which they get in a couple of weeks. But I thought the defense continued to show a spark there. Of course, Max Crosby does his thing. But overall, they started to actually get a pass rush up the middle, which was good. And you only play the team that's in front of you. So I think coming out of the game, and they went, they won. I know they're sitting at three and three. Who would have thought at this point they'd be a game ahead in the loss column uh, over the Chargers in the same division and, and, and have second place all of themselves for right now in the AFC West? So I think from that perspective, you have to look at it and say, okay, they're in this three-game stretch, as I told you guys last week where they have an opportunity maybe to go into Chicago this week. They can come out of this at four and three mm. without an offense. Uh, and so to me, that's where you kind of look and you find some of that. You find that maybe the defense has turned the corner. They're still de- deficient of talent there, guys. But what they do have, they're getting the most out of, and that's an encouraging spot. So let me ask you this, Scott. They, they you know, three and three, they, they – 500, got an opportunity to go four and three. We talked about this a little bit yesterday. You got your injured starting quarterback. Well, let's just assume that he's not going to play. The way everything went out, I'll, I'll just assume he won't play. Do you go to the rookie who now has a week to prepare, or do you go to the veteran? And my thought is you probably feel a little bit more secure 
with having a veteran in there uh, trying to win games as opposed to the rookie. Which way do you think Josh McDaniels is leaning? No, you make a good point. I think, look, you have a veteran and you like to go that direction. At the same time, you made the point as well, which is the rookie's going to have snaps all week long, right? Mm -hmm. Unless something crazy happens and Jimmy Garoppolo is healthy tomorrow. Uh, he has an opportunity to prepare all week to do it. And then you still have the veteran right behind him. So if he goes out there in the first, second quarter, remember, you're playing a Bears team that's going to have a backup quarterback who last played in a Division II game. Mm -hmm. So he's not exactly somebody you're going to worry about. Not only that, the Bears have struggled anyway. So I think it's an opportunity. Yes, you want the win, of course, but I think it gives them a chance to see Aiden O'Connell again come out and start. And if he falters, then you always have Brian Hoyer right behind him to come in if he's, if he's too jittery, if he shows some of the issues he had in his first start, which was turnovers. If he does that, you, fine. But I think you have this young kid that you moved up into the fourth round to take. You might as well put him on the starting lineup in, in the, on the road and see what he could do. I mean, why not? And, and again, you have that veteran behind him to come in if he starts off too slow and you could have a quick hook. Steeler with KC along with our man Scott Gobranson of Silver and Black today here on KIFM West Sacramento 98.5 FM Carex QHD2 Sacramento ESPN 1320. Always live on the free Odyssey app. We welcome those listening on the Odyssey app. Tune in 1320 uh, or 98.5. We welcome those watching the show on Twitch, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. We appreciate you for being with us. Um, talk about the defense for a minute. The last two weeks, again, you know, they're not the sexiest wins, but I mean, Max Crosby was the story coming out of the game a couple of weeks ago. Spoiler alert, Max Crosby, again, kind of the story coming out of this game against, against the Patriots. But I thought the defense again for the second straight week played really well. If there is truly a reason to be optimistic about, or, or maybe at least less pessimistic about the, the the Las Vegas Raiders. It's what the defense has been doing. This is something we were focused on a lot during training camp, Scott, and it feels like maybe even though it took like a couple of weeks, maybe some things are starting to fall into place for that group. Yeah, I think so. And and again, I think they need more talent there. And, and from what we've heard, uh, the buzz is that they're actually looking uh, to be buyers in the trade market and, and up front on the defensive line. Uh, particularly at defensive end and maybe on the inside of tackle. But you look at some of the players who've really stepped up. I mean, John Jenkins had a great game this past week against the Patriots. And so you're getting that out of him. Bilal Nichols, a guy they signed two years ago away from the Chicago Bears, hasn't produced much. But in the last few weeks, if you watch the film, he's been very disruptive on the inside. So you're starting to see the interior of that line come to life, and that's creating opportunity. It's taken some of the pressure off, and you saw, again, turnovers. You saw – the defensive backs of the Raiders being able to play without the pressure of not having any pass rush. Now, again, they were playing Mac Jones, but again, they're not going to have a great quarterback to play against this week. So you see Amik Robertson back there doing things. You see Trayvon Morag doing good things in the backfield, as well as Isaiah Epps uh, and Tyler Hall, a guy that they just activated again off the practice squad, and they're putting together. The other impressive thing there, too, you got to give credit where credit is due, and that is the defensive coordinator, Patrick Graham, who's been under a lot of stress and pressure and heat from the fans over the last couple of years. He's been scheming really well. He's taken Max Crosby, and he's moving him all over the line, including on the inside. And so you're starting to see the coaching adjustments, too. We're not seeing them on offense, by the way, but on defense we are, and, and that's been very effective. And so this Raiders defense, two weeks in a row, closes out the game. Max Crosby gets a safety. 
to end the game. This time last week it was Amik Robertson with the uh, the interception in the end zone against the Packers. So it's really good to see this team on the defensive side really come together and play. Look, just play to the best of their ability, make as little mistakes as possible, and uh, they seem to be doing that. Max Crosby, one of the uh, great defensive players the game has right now, he really feels like he's taken a leadership role, not that he wasn't before, but in this kind of dire straits where you look at the offense and be like, well, they're not going to really help us out a lot. It's up, it's up to us guys to go out here and make the plays uh, to, to bring this home and bring home a victory. He seems like he's really stepped up and, and, and even more than he already was, become a leader to say, hey, guys, in a couple of games, hey, get on my back. I'm going to take us to the promised land and get this W. Yeah, no doubt about it. And if he was in a city like Dallas right now, uh, and m- nothing against Micah Parsons because he's a great player. But I think the talk of the NFL would be that right now he's a defensive player of the year, mm-hmm. but he's on a team that's not, uh, you know, they're just not doing as well as some of the other teams. So that factors into that race as well. But man, he is just one of those, I think, transcendent players. You know, we just lost Dick Butkus, right? Those guys have a way of of taking everyone around them and making them better. And And to your point, Look, offense, if you're not going to do the job, then when I have my opportunity on defense, Max Crosby says, I'm going to go out and do everything I can to make sure uh, we win this game. And he had a bad penalty towards the end of that game, but he recovered, and then he ends the game. And I love that because you guys know covering sports, any great athlete, the be- one of the best things that they have about them and their personality is their ability to forget. Forget your mistake, learn from it, forget it, and move on. And that's exactly what Max Crosby does every single time. Speaking of mistakes, Jimmy Garoppolo makes a lot of them. Oh, um, man. Damn, well, Jimmy. He's was, hurt. Just, Why you got to do that? He's I hurt. Just, I need a segue. I'm a professional here. I needed the right segue <laughs> into the quarterback position, uh, though I do wish Jimmy, you know, a, a healthy return. What do we know so far? I saw Josh McDaniel say yesterday we, we dodged a bullet, but he really didn't elaborate much. What do we, what do we know about Jimmy Garoppolo and his back injury? Well, what we've heard uh, from medical professionals is that usually when you have an injury where he did was his lower back uh, and they, they take you to the hospital. Now, he walked into the ambulance. He wasn't wheeled into the ambulance. Very big difference, right? But um, when, when they do that, it's usually because they fear either a break or a fracture or something like that mm. or an internal injury. And it sounds like we don't have clarification on this yet, but from every medical guest out there, people that I respect, have said that they were probably concerned with something like a lacerated kidney or something like that, where they just wanted to be sure. So that that is where he, I think he's talking about dodging the bullet was there was none of that. And of course there was no broken bones or fractures, anything like that. So, so you look at that injury and you say, okay, he, he did dodge a bullet, but man, that's tough when you have to move as a quarterback uh, and, and get out there and, and be prepared for the next game. I mean, I think it's unlikely that he plays, but you never know. I mean, and I'm just going off his history is I don't think he plays. And I think that um, it's a problem, though, because here we are. We're going to be seven weeks in and he's already going to have missed two games due to injuries. And it's just strange because some guys, it just seems to fall this way where they just can't avoid it. I'm not blaming him or saying he's not tough because I think he is a tough dude. But it's just what you get with him. And when they signed him, they knew that. Uh, but at the same time, fellas, he has not been effective. Even before he got hurt, the same issues that we've seen, uh, the one turnover he did, the, the biggest issue I'm seeing with him is even when he does target Devontae Adams, 
he's putting the ball in places that it's going to get Devontae Adams hurt. And, and that's not good. And you usually don't see that from a veteran quarterback. So I don't know what's going on with Garoppolo in his head and his play, but it's clearly not working and it's really impacting the offense because they're just not able to move the ball. They're 25th in red zone scoring. And uh, when it comes to touchdowns, so they can't get the ball in the end zone, six out of seven of their possessions against the Patriots were in the red zone and they got one touchdown. You're not going to win many football games like that. And as the Raiders schedule gets tougher on the tail end of it, you will not beat good teams if you don't take advantage of that. And you're only kicking for three. We'll send uh, Scott some 49ers film. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you talk about getting 49ers. You talk about getting receivers killed. Like, yeah. I mean, Devontae, God almighty. Yeah. That was he, a tough one. he got lit up a couple of times on Sunday. You, you know, one of the things that doesn't get talked about um, with Jimmy Garoppolo a lot, which I think he's, you know, I, I always thought he was a good quarterback. I still do or whatever, but he's, he's had a good amount of injuries now in his career. And it really feels yeah. like that could also be playing a factor into his play, right? Like where he's yeah. just been beat up over his career to the point where, now his skill level is starting to diminish because he just can't do the same things he was able to do the year he took the Niners to the Super Bowl or something like that. He's had multiple injuries since then. So, Yeah, and it's a great point. I mean, remember, he had that surgically repaired foot this past offseason, right? Mm-hmm. The, the surgery, he waited until he became a Raider, and then he, he got the surgery and rehab from it, and he got the clearance to play. But you got to wonder, is that foot, even if it's not necessarily bothering him from a pain perspective, it has his mechanics changed. Is he able to plant like he used to? Is he able to be the full quarterback that he once was? And I think that's fair game to your point, because after a while injuries just start stacking on with each other and the human body is the human body. I don't care what kind of good shape you're in or not. After a while, it just wears on you. And yeah, he's only 31 years old, which is obviously young in football years. It's, it's getting closer to uh, what they would consider to be older but um, but it just you know when you have that many injuries, especially to the legs, and you're a football player, it's got to be tough, and and so so that could be having a, a major impact here for sure. How you feeling, Scott? We got the Bears coming up, the Giants, the Jets. There's there's some tough games after that, but they you yeah. know the, the the fact that this is this does not look like a three hundred team uh, a five hundred team. Excuse me, it certainly doesn't look like an above five hundred team. But they all have the opportunity to do that in the next couple of weeks. Absolutely. I mean, you look at that Bears game, you mentioned the Giants, who are obviously a disaster right now, although they played the Bills tough for a while, clearly. Uh, but there, there, I think, in lies the opportunity for the Raiders. And some Raider fans, I think, are conflicted about that because they want this team to do well, but at the same time, they, don't, they know they're not going to probably be a playoff team or, or make any noise. And so why not just wait and go get your draft pick? But, but I do look, the professional athletes, they want to win. That's their job. Mm-hmm. And so I think they have a great opportunity. Sandwiched in between that is a really tough game, which is the Detroit Lions on Monday night. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Lions, you guys all know uh, what's going on with them and how great they've been. So, so I think they have a great opportunity here to, to come out of this thing, at least going into the hard part of their schedule with some confidence and, and to get some of those young players playing at the best that they can and then take the rest of the schedule as it comes and, and hope for the best. Scott, always great to see you, my friend. Thanks for joining us. And um, hopefully we're talking about another Raiders <laughs> win next week because if we're not, oh, it's be not going to be good. It's <laughs> not going to be good. They're going to win on Sunday. I think so. I think we have the opportunity to be talking about three in a row, and you know we be, we'll be tapped into silver and black today, Scott. Thank you, my man. 
I appreciate it, gentlemen. Have a great rest of your week.